Revealing the person and ministry of Jesus through the teaching of God's word and the demonstration of power. The transforming word of God with Reverend Enoch Abisai. And now, today's word. Jesus. Of God together. John chapter 3, verse 34. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. First, the month of dominion through the Holy Spirit. In this month, we'll be looking at the Holy Spirit to understand who the Holy Spirit is, to also understand how a person can receive the Holy Spirit. Then we will look at how another, in another time too, we will look at how we can allow the Holy Spirit to dominate our lives. Now, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The first thing I want you to know is that the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. The Holy Spirit is God. Please understand that the Holy Spirit is not a mystical force. You know, or an impersonal power. You know, people think that the Holy Spirit is a wind. The Holy Spirit is a force. Some people think that the Holy Spirit is a dove. And the Holy Spirit is fire. The Holy Spirit can manifest himself in those forms. But that does not mean that the Holy Spirit is a dove. Hallelujah. Now we are saying that the Holy Spirit is God. The way we see the Father is the way we see the Holy Spirit. The way we see the Son is the way we must also see the Holy Spirit. Now, but Peter said, Ananias, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? You are lying to the Holy Ghost. Verse 4. What did Peter say? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. So verse 3 says that you have lied to the Holy Ghost. And Peter now uses another name for the Holy Spirit, God. So the Holy Spirit is God. And God can also be the Holy Spirit. So what we are saying is I don't think that God is a dove or a fire or a wind or anything. 
the Holy Spirit is God. Number two, number two, the Holy Spirit is the third personality of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the third personality of divinity. The Godhead is three. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. First John chapter 5, verse 7. The Bible says there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is the third person of the Trinity. And uh, we said that, listen, the, the fact that the Holy Spirit is the third person does not mean that he is the least important. I think it is in this thing that you can really say last but not the least. You know. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's the last but not the least. That means that is being mentioned last, but that doesn't mean that he's the least important. Yes. The Holy Spirit is as important as the Son. The Son is as important as the Father. The Father is as important as the Holy Spirit. They are called eternal. They are called equal. They are the same. The Holy Spirit is the same as the Father. The Father is the same as the Holy Spirit. The only reason why we, we don't say in the name of the Holy Spirit, the name of the Father, and the name of the Son. Or the only reason why we don't say in the name of the Son, in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. But we say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the order in which they were introduced into the church. Hallelujah. So there, are, there have been three dispensations. The dispensation of the Father went from creation. We only knew the Father. So we had the names of the Father. El Sadai, El Leon, all those things is a dispensation of the Father. And that dispensation ended when the son was born. And we introduced the dispensation of the son. Which is from the birth of Jesus to the death and the resurrection. In John chapter 16 verse 7, the Bible says that when Jesus was going, he said that I will send forth another comforter. <laughs> Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, will not come. So when Jesus went, he sent the Holy Spirit. So the last one was a dispensation of the Holy Spirit, which is going to take place from the ascension of Jesus to the, the rapture of the church. So the Holy Spirit was the last of the Godhead to be introduced. That is why we have it as the last, but not the least. So number one, what we are saying is that the Holy Spirit is God. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity. Number three, 
Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is omniscient. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit knows everything. What you are thinking in your head, He knows. What you are planning, He knows. The thoughts you were thinking last week, He knows. Everything that will happen tomorrow, He knows. Everything that has ever happened, He knows. If we are fasting and you have been eating, He knows. Tell somebody sitting by you, he knows. You have cleaned your mouth, you are looking gentle, you are looking calm, you are looking, you are looking hungry. But the Holy Spirit knows that you are full this morning. So the Holy Spirit knows. Tell somebody the Holy Spirit knows. Tell somebody the Holy Spirit knows. So the Holy Spirit knows everything. Including, you see, listen, even if God, the Holy Spirit can search the depths of God. Who are you? Tell somebody, who are you? So if Bible says that your thoughts will even be judged, believe it. Your thought. The thought. How can Jesus say? How can he know? I mean, how can he say? That if you look at a woman and you last, how can, how can the Holy Spirit know you are lasting? He knows it. The secret things that are on your phone that are coded, he knows it. So some people in the church, they are pornography on their phones. He knows it. There are worldly song on the phone. He knows it. You have saved it in a folder and you have saved it in another folder. It's also in another folder. It's also in another folder. And you have put in a password on it as if it is atomic bomb. QPRT21234 slash 24734. That is your password. The truth is that the Holy Spirit, he knows it. He knows everything. He knows your weakness. That is why when you come into the presence of God and you are proving to be something you are not, the Holy Spirit can look at you and say, Oh, Abba. Lift up your hands, say your pocket, your Holy Spirit say, Abba. You can bluff, you can lie, you can pretend to anybody, but not the Holy Spirit. So when you see people behaving in a certain way, the problem is lack of knowledge of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he knows everything. Number four, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere he is there. Psalm 139. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Everywhere. As there's nobody in the house and you were you were drinking some something, the Holy Spirit was there. 
you entered into the blue kiosk, the Holy Spirit was there. Once you picked your phone, you picked your phone, you were searching for a particular thing which is not godly for your eyes. The Holy Spirit was there. You went to visit the girl. You thought nobody knows. The Holy Spirit was there. When you were making the call, the Holy Spirit was there. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Whether shall I flee from thy presence? Where can I run away from your presence? What does he say in the next verse? If I ascend up to heaven, heaven, as for heaven, you know he is there. Thou art there. But look at the next one. If I make my bed in hell, when you went to the disco, he was there. Everywhere you go to, he is there. Everywhere. The Holy Spirit is there. Everybody say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. That is why a truly spiritual person does not pretend in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It, 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 that's why we call it a broken heart. I need your help. He, he knows the Holy Spirit. He can kneel down in the presence of the Holy Spirit. When, when you are, when we are worshiping, and you you are proving like you, you are the mate. The Holy Spirit is your junior in school. There are some people when we are worshiping God as if the Holy Spirit is their junior. They pocket, and they are just standing there chewing gum. The Holy Spirit is everywhere if we have this understanding the way we walk and the way we are uh, conformed to the Holy Spirit will change so number one the Holy Spirit is God number two the Holy Spirit is the, is the third person of the Trinity number three the Holy Spirit is, knows everything and number four the Holy Spirit is everywhere as I'm closing how can somebody have the Holy Spirit I'll give you two things number one at salvation you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit at salvation you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is when the Spirit of God takes a permanent residence in the body of a believer. When a New Testament person receives Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live in the person comes to live in the person comes to dwell in the person anybody here listening to me who has given his life to Jesus the Holy Spirit is living is living abiding dwelling staying in you first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 to 20 know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost 
Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit lives in you. Unlike the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit comes upon them and He goes, Holy Spirit uses them and He departs. The Holy Spirit comes upon them and He uses them. Different, different parts of the Bible where the Holy Spirit comes upon them and it goes. In this new dispensation, the Holy Spirit comes upon us and it abides. I was saying in the first service, but it seems that the people that had the Holy Spirit come and live were more powerful than those of us that the Holy Spirit is living in us. They were more anointed like Elijah, like David, like Daniel, like Esther, like Deborah. Ha! When I read about Deborah, solo, I see a strong anointed woman of God. She is, she is one of the only female judges. You know, I mean, Otinia was a man, Samson was a man, all the other people they were men, but Deborah. They were going for a war. If you don't know, if you have not read Deborah, just go and read Judges, you will see Deborah. They were going for a war. And then the commander came to Deborah and said to Deborah that if you don't go to this war with us, we cannot win. A woman going for war and the people that they were going to fight against eh, their chariots were metals their horses their horses was uh, metal it's metal metallic horses metallic horses so you can't kill the horse and when when they are sitting on the horses they are also metallic human beings the chariots and the horses were metals. Because they were fighting against Caesar. And, and Caesar was one of the reigning I mean, people of that time. Because their horses, you can't defeat them. I mean, which, which arrow can pierce a, a, I mean, a metal horse? So the commander came to a woman and said that you have to go with us. If you don't go, I am a commander of an army, but I need you, the woman. Why? Because the woman had the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When the woman stepped on the battlefield, the Bible said, the sun and the stars in your courses fought against Caesar. You know that, you know that Joshua spoke to the sun and he stood. Spoke to the moon and he stood. For the woman, when she entered the battlefield, the sun, the stars began to release arrows, release fire, release thunder to, to fight Caesar by the presence of a woman who was anointed of the Holy Ghost. If there is anything you need in this dispensation, what you need is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that anointing of the Spirit has been given to you when you become a child of God. That anointing. When the Bible says that the Philistines came against Samson, 
And the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. And then he was just looking around. And he took the jawbone of an ass. As the jawbone. You can imagine how big it will be in his hands. That was the only weapon. And he's coming against thousands of Philistine soldiers with, with spears, with bow, with arrow. And the Bible says that Samson killed, defeated all of them. The spirit of God was upon Samson. And he killed all of them. The spirit of the Lord was upon him. The same way that David, the spirit of the Lord was upon David. That it came upon him. When an, uh, an I mean, a uh, gone astray bear decided to take one of David's sheep, David said, You are playing with fire. The Bible said, The spirit of the Lord came. David said, The spirit of the Lord came upon me and I ran after the bear. A bear is supposed to chase a human being. But in the case where a human being is chasing a bear, then you know that the human being is more than the bear. What, what has changed the configuration of David? It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When it was upon David, he ran after the bear. Do you, do you know why things are chasing you? You don't have the anointing. The anointing is not there. And even when it is there, you are not conscious. And even when you are conscious, you are not being filled. So you are not aware. But I pray in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing of the Spirit stir up in the name of Jesus. It stirred up upon David. He ran after the bear. Took the bear. I don't know how it killed it. Maybe it broke the neck of the bear. Broke the neck. With his bare hands. No gloves, no bow, no arrow. Anointing of the Holy Spirit. It will take an anointing to look at Goliath and say, I will fight him. You have never been to war before, but you say you will fight Goliath. It takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Beloved, these people manifested in this level of anointing. And yet, the Holy Spirit didn't rest on them. It came he used them and he departed. It came, he used them and he departed. But for us here, it comes, it stays, it stays, it abides. You, you, we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lift up your and say, I am blessed. Come on, lift up your and say, I am blessed. The indwelling of the spirit. In First Chronicles, let me show you one story about Amaziah. First Chronicles, chapter twelve, verse eighteen. First Chronicles, chapter twelve, verse eighteen. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Amaziah, who was the chief of the captains, and he said. To follow um, for Amaziah to follow David, the spirit of God had to come upon him to follow somebody to be in a place to be faithful. It takes the spirit of God when people can't be faithful, they don't have the spirit of God. For it is required in stewards. I mean, 
Go to First Corinthians chapter four. We are talking about handling mysteries, secrets. Verse one, verse one, four one, verse four one. Let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. We are not just talking about stewards keke. No, not stewards keke. Not stewards keke. Not stewards keke. We are talking about careers of mysteries. Bible is saying that such people, eh, they have an anointing to be faithful. Amaziah and the people followed David. An anointing came upon them to be faithful. An anointing came upon them. What we need is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But the thing is that we have it all. But the problem is that there is no infilling of the Spirit. So I said I'm giving you two points. Number one, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Number two is the infilling. Infilling. And for the next three weeks, that is going to be our focus. The infilling. Infilling. The Holy Spirit is there. But when we talk about the infilling, it is when you have allowed the Holy Spirit to access your life. Access. When the Holy Spirit controls your life. When a man is drunk, Cynthia, he does not know his left from his right. And the Bible makes a scenario to define the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. You must be filled though. Don't just, put, don't just have, I mean, carry the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. Be filled. Be filled. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are filled. You don't even know what you are doing. You don't even know what... I, I get what I'm talking about. I, I want to advise you to drink. But if you have drunk before, those who have drunk before, they will understand what I'm saying. Because when you were drunk, you came home, there was fufu, there was soup, and there was water. And you ate the fufu with the water. And you used the soup to wash your hands. You were not conscious. That is somebody who is drunk. But the Bible is saying that don't be drunk with wine. Because wine can make you drunk. And listen, you see, when you take one thought alcohol, uh, it doesn't really do anything. So, person will blow the Holy Spirit is in us but it is not everybody that has got the Holy Spirit manifesting expressing expressing himself it is not everybody but the Bible said that do not be drunk with wine wherein is essence but be filled be filled the feeling of the Holy Spirit is now when the Holy Spirit that is in you now begins to dominate the areas of your life he begins to assess your life he begins to control he controls what you see controls what you say controls where you go the Holy Spirit is now assessing your life how can it happen in Acts chapter 4, verse 28, 27, 28, 29, they were preaching the word and they told them that nobody should preach again. They gathered in the room 
And they said, Oh Lord, behold, they are threatening. And give unto your servants that with boldness. The reason why you are not bold to preach the word of God is because you are not filled. You are not filled. If you are filled, you are like, you are drunk in the spirit. You see anybody, you say, Jesus says, I should tell you he loves you. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Now listen, you know some, sometimes there are some people who are, who are so shy that they can't confront certain people with their ordinary eyes. It will come on his eyes. <laughs> then he will come. He will blow his mind to you. When the next day, after everything is gone, say, hey, what have I done? The reason why you can't do certain things is because you are working with your own eyes. You must be drunk with wine. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. There are things you can never do with your ordinary eyes. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? There are some people, they are timid. They are timid. But when they pray and they take the microphone, when they are outside the microphone, they are shy people. They can't look at your face. They are timid. But when they are filled, a certain level of boldness come upon them. That is why the anointing of God is a cure for timidity. The anointing of the spirit, the infilling of the spirit is a cure for timidity. To be filled with the spirit. Do not be drunken with wine, but be filled. Be filled. So the Bible says that as they were praying in tongues, as they were praying, I knew that I know they were praying in tongues because they had already received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two. The Holy Spirit had come upon them. And the Bible says that as they prayed, the place where they were gathered began to shake, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they went out and preached with boldness. People who were afraid, now they were not afraid of anybody. They went with boldness. The reason why you are afraid of people's faces, the reason why you are afraid to do what God wants you to do, is because something takes over you. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? The next time anybody, you say anybody should lead the song, they say you are afraid. Tell the person, you are not filled. Your problem is you are not filled. If you are filled. Have you forgotten Peter? A young girl. A young girl. Said you, I know you. You are part of his disciples. Peter said me. I swear that I don't know you. I don't know this man. I don't know him. Another person came. He said, ah, even his speech gives him up. Peter said, Me. Me count nine. He said, Me. I don't know him. Peter ran. But when the Holy Spirit came, when people were now talking against them, these people are drunk. Peter said, No. It is just the third hour. This is what was written according to Joel. And he started preaching. And the Bible said 3,000 people came. The difference was, let the Holy Spirit take charge 
it will change everything in your life. It will change everything in your life. You, you have dreams. And things are chasing you. Things are beating you. And you are crying. I know people who have dreams, they beat them in the dream. Physically, they beat them. I know a lady in Lome. She had a dream. They injected her in the dream. When she woke up, that place was red. And that was the day she started becoming sick. Spiritual injection manifesting physically, resulting in sickness. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it translates even to your dreams. No foolish demon can do any harm to you. Your problem is you are not filled enough. You are not fireized enough. There's too much coldness around you. So anything can touch you. What you need is to be on fire. To be on fire. And to be on fire is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That is why the Bible says that he has got his, his eyes red with wine. Your eyes should burn with the Holy Spirit. With burn with fire. When people see you, they see your eyes on fire. They see fire in your eyes. Things that are chasing you. Now, after two days, it can change. I was telling the first service. You don't need 40 days to be set on fire. No. You just need today. And things can change. Your heart must be ready. That from today, I am set on fire. And do the right thing. Do the right thing. That your eyes shall be red with wine. It shall be red with wine. I told you this story. My brother's church some time ago. There was a guy who was a wizard. He said that, listen, Sovon, we sleep with the people in the church. He's a guy. He says that in the spirit, they can sleep with people. When they sleep with you, whatever fluid that comes, whether a woman or they take it, and they take it to the sea, to the sea, and they go and put it there. And that one is going to stand for your prosperity, your blessing. So sometimes when you are working, you don't see money. You can't, can't see where your money is passing. Huh? Any good thing that is coming to you, it goes. Somebody promised you, it doesn't come. You see, there is a place for common sense, but there is a place for spiritual sense. It's not all of them that is common sense. There are sometimes too, if common sense fails, apply spiritual sense. You know all the terminologies in savings. I mean, I divide it, I put it, you have done all. It's still not working. Apply spiritual sense. Apply what? There are people who study, they can't remember. It is, it is medical. Some too, it is, you don't know the right way to study. But there are some people, the truth is that their brain has been put in a pot, hidden in their village. It is there. It is there. It is there. One day I spoke to a girl, and she said, this person, eh, she mentioned somebody's name, she said that this person, we have tied him, and we have put him, we have tied him to a tree in our coven. Where we meet at night as witches, we have tied him. So no matter what he does, he won't break through. Unless he is removed, we have tied him. Please, when you're on fire, you are untiable. You are untouchable. They cannot approach you. What we need, 
is to be on fire. So when we say fast, please don't think that you are disturbing me. You are disturbing your own future. You are disturbing your own life. The devil will not give you room to function. The devil wants to sit on your destiny. He wants to stop you. He wants to stop you and make a name for himself. But you must arise and tell yourself, enough of the nonsense. You have wasted my time too much. You have wasted my destiny too much. But from today, it comes to an end. There must be fire in your eyes to fulfill your destiny. Listen, fulfilling destiny is not child's play. If you live your life in child, you live your life in chains. Don't just leave it. Whatever go hoping, go hoping. Bibuawa is happening. It's not. It's not what is supposed to happen. There are things God has ordained. That is why Paul said, "I decide to come to you." But the devil hindered me. There is a place where the devil can hinder you and say that you cannot cross this line. This is your limit. You will be here for five years. You are there. For six years, you are there. For seven years, you are there. But do you know something? The anointing, by reason of the anointing the yoke what covers your neck the limitation is broken there are fastings that you are doing there are some prayers that you are doing it increases the anointing automatically increases the anointing automatically there is an infilling of the Holy Spirit you know why I'm talking like this because I realize that if we don't rise the devil will sit on our destinies and where we are supposed to have passed 10 years ago, we will still be at that same place. And 10 years to come, you will say, ah, what is happening? No. You have the key. The key is your spirituality. When you come on fire, no devil can come around your territory. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you begin to press through life. You begin to press through life. Today, I pray for a quickening in your spirit in the name of Jesus. I pray for a quickening in your spirit in the name of Jesus. A quickening. A quickening in your spirit. You need the fire. You can be gentle outwardly, but inwardly you are a lion. They don't come around you. They can't come around you. They can touch everybody in your family. But as for this guy, they can't. Why? Because there's a certain fire he carries. From today, be on fire. I said from today be on fire. I said from today be on fire. From today be on fire. Lift up your hands everybody. Pray for the help of God. The Holy Spirit knows you. He knows you. He knows the level of help you need. Just pray that Father help me. Father help me. Holy Spirit help me. Holy Spirit help me. Help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. What I must do, whatever I must do, to be on fire, to remain on fire, help me to do it. Help me to do it. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe this word will produce results in your life as you give attention to it. For more messages, kindly follow Enoch Ministries on Telegram and any podcast app for downloads.
God bless you.